0: welcome back it's nine twenty-one. today is effective living series we're on the third day of our final week and this week we're talking entrepreneurship Everywhere. but today i want to talk about business ideas practical ideas for people who want to start something particularly in the informal sector now i i crafted this topic because i know a lot of people in the formal sector who have either lost their jobs or really they're tired they flattened out they want to do something for themselves they don't want to go and wait for somebody anymore. They just want to do something that gives them control of their time, but it's also more meaningful and earns them good money. And so we have an entrepreneur, Kwame so who's doubling in many things. He doubles in different things. <laughs> Is that a good way to describe you? Well, that's a fair
1: description. <laughs>
0: an entrepreneur who doubles in different <laughs> types of things. So yeah, what will you talk about today? How will you help us today?
1: Um, I'll be looking at the informal sector. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be looking at ideas that we can um work on in the informal sector. I'll be looking at enablers of some of these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll look at the landscape. Okay. And then I'll attempt to list um, some um, actual activities that we can undertake in the informal sector. Super. If you're listening and you have a question or a comment, send a
0: WhatsApp to 54 The number again is 54 054- 998699. Nine. So we would love to hear from you. Kwame would love to answer your question. So let's go.
1: Okay, so um let me just take a brief look at what the informal sector is. Mm-hmm. Um I see that the informal sector is that segment of our economy that is less glamorous, mm-hmm. um, often disregarded, um, it's not measured, um, usually um, not even funded by the mainstream finance houses. Mm-hmm. And Often unfortunately operated by um so called less educated people
2: mm-hmm.
1: or people who may have lost their jobs, so they might have lost their original purpose mm-hmm. and then somehow by default they find themselves in that space. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, um the informal sector of course in the case of Ghana could easily account for in my opinion between let's say eight and twelve billion dollars or roughly Wow. Yes, or roughly some 20% of our GDP. Mm -hmm. And not until our economy is formalized, the informal sector would remain a significant outlet for economic activity in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, There are challenges. In my opinion, those challenges are the opportunities. And they are um, the production gaps, the marketing gaps, the sales gaps in the sector production gaps marketing yes. gaps and sales gaps, gaps. <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> these are your own coinages right? <laughs>
1: yes and i have attempted to look at some enablers but sorry when you say a production gap what do you mean when you say a marketing gap what do you mean okay so let me take production gap for instance mm-hmm. so let's take a typical carpenter mm-hmm. and so you walk to a carpenter and you want him to do something for you and elsewhere, um, when you go to a carpenter and you want, let's say, a kitchen set, mm-hmm. they will call in a draftsman to do a design. They will take a, some measurement of your kitchen space, they do a design, they will do a number of modeling, a number of colors of you know what kind of wood they would use and so on for you to take a look at and then they even look at the material to be used and they look at the temperature, you know, within which you you'll you be placing that particular furniture. Now here, um, we are not as sophisticated as I indicated earlier on. Um, this is a sector that is highly dominated by, um, pardon my language, the least um, educated. So, um, a typical carpenter would not be able to give you a design. Okay, so that is a gap. So um, that is the reason why um, they complete a job and it either doesn't fit well and you have to do adjustments within and it affects, you know, the beauty of the thing or it doesn't last long and so on and so on. So those are some Production of the gaps. gaps. And then yes. there's also marketing gaps. So, marketing gaps. The typical carpenter has no means or uh, does not have the strength or the capability to approach CTFM and say, that, okay, we want to d- design a new studio furniture for you. Okay, however, there could be this guy who's just finished H&D marketing who can then approach this carpenter and tell that person, okay, you're a brilliant carpenter. I can talk to CTFM. I can talk to Vilandro. They are putting up a new hotel. I can talk to um, the Ghana Museums and Monuments Board because they are about to finish their new national. So that anime. the market
0: development part of his work, or even the pro- just getting more market. Absolutely. He can't do it
1: on his own. He cannot do it on it's their own. So these um, there's all kinds of um, software on the internet. Mm-hmm. You can use that to design very simple posters for carpenters. The lo- you know the ordinary Joe carpenter behind will now have a beautiful, mm. um, attractive. Um, poster, Mm -hmm. begin to appear on the internet, flying all over WhatsApp pages. And then somebody can call and say, hey, carpenter, I've seen this. And then he refers to some marketing guy who is liaising with him. And then um, they can push his products. So he focuses on his core competence. Um, Some other architect or some other draftsman is helping him draw. So that even if that carpenter cannot come here, you can be presented with a certain drawing um, in these days, um, a 3D drawing or rendering of what a carpenter can do for you to fit the studio perfectly so that you can make that buying decision. Amazing. And it's also a sales gap. Okay. So this is also linked to the sales gap. Okay, Now, having done this, um, there could be other requirements. I mean, moving from the marketing side of it. So, somebody must actually do the selling, Mm -hmm. somebody must help um, deliver the item, Um, somebody must follow up with the sale and collect the money. And so, the sales aspect is also a gap that they cannot leave their carpentry shops and pursue that vigorously um, to create wealth for them. And so, all of these um, are hinged on partnerships. Partnerships between draftsmen, partnerships between marketing people, uh, design experts. So to
0: overcome these gaps, you need to use partnerships. We need to use partnerships. these companies are typically very small on their own. They don't very, have their, that small. capacity. Yes. So partnering can help them bridge those gaps. Yes. Okay, let's move so, on.
1: So partnerships, and I mean, I want to look at it in this way, aggregation and cooperatives.
2: Mm-hmm. okay
1: now let's assume it's the parliament of Ghana mm-hmm. okay and so one carpenter cannot do that job okay mm-hmm. so a number of carpenters can come together okay and form a cooperative or a group of young guys can come together and say that, okay we want to do these things but we want to have them made in Ghana maybe furniture for our parliament and so we're going to aggregate carpenters from everywhere or we want to take up opportunities in senior high school furniture. And so this is a requirement 200,000 chairs, 200,000 beds, 200,000 tables. So instead of we, instead of we looking at importing these items, and usually the excuse is that we do not have the capacity locally. And of course, if you go alone, you will not have the capacity. However, if you go to Angloga in Kumasi and you decide to aggregate all those 50 carpenters Fifty
0: there, of the shops. Yes. And 50 they come together into and a company. together into a corporate.
1: They can supply. They can supply everything. Mm. And if you go to the Volta region where I can prove where there are so many carpenters, yes. you can aggregate a lot of carpenters there. And you can imagine the synergy, the spin off, you know, in transport in wood supply what about the standardization the
0: so for example the schools all have a desk requirement which is supposed to be one desk for a child or two one desk for two kids and every wouldn't the issue of different uh how do i put it everybody wants to do it their own design how do you cater for the standardization issue does the cooperative address that
1: okay so of course i mean and in my list of enablers mm-hmm of these ideas in the informal sector. Um, I have something that I have noted as design and standards. Mm -hmm. Okay. Globally, uh, what differentiates between the industrialized Mm -hmm. and the countries that are doing well and those that are not doing well, in my view, are two things, design and standards. Okay. So design, for instance, if you go to a country like... um, Sweden,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where they have become, or the Scandinavian countries, where they have become well-known for furniture. IKEA. IKEA, mm-hmm. global brand. It is because of design and it is because of standards. Mm. Okay. So these are things that, of course, sometimes it would require um, either statutory or some regulatory framework from the side of government. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ghana Standards Authority would have to step in, in some of these areas. And that is why everywhere you go, um there are regulations and there are specific designs for specific things and so things are not done without regulation if you want to use a particular wood um that wood, if it's to be used as furniture it probably must conform to a certain standard um it must have a certain thickness it must have a certain durability and so on and so so all of these things are part of the aggregation and then the, com- the cooperative component. Mm-hmm. Now, in doing all of these things, um, there are two things that I would want to include. I mean, and this to guide your decision in, you know, in the informal sector. I've looked at two things: um, volume and value business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, in whatever business that you want to participate you must ask yourself um, whether it's volume or it's value. Okay, so for instance, when I was growing up, I would always, when anywhere I saw a house that was for sale or in the newspapers, I'll make a call or place a call. Okay, and it was out of curiosity. Why would I place a call? Just in case one day somebody would ask me that I'm looking for a house to buy in this neighborhood. I probably will call and then, you know, and that is value business. You can do that often, okay it's an informal activity um some low key person walking in the street somewhere he finds it now the the vol the, the that's value the the volume one is for instance you live around the i p s area
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay and fifteen thousand students okay they would require one item of the other throughout the semester. Okay. In fact, I cannot tell which item that would be, but 15,000 students located in that area, you know, schooling in that area would require one one item. And out of curiosity, you can decide to find out what item would these 15,000 people require on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Okay. So if 15,000 and it's an item, and imagine they use it at least once every week, And the margin is 50 pesos, that's 7,500 CDs into your pocket. And depending on how unique the item is. So an essential ingredient in playing a role in this space would be curiosity. If you are not curious enough and you see a house for sale, you would not bother to take note of it or note down the number. If you are not curious and you live within the IPS area, 15,000 people around you, you know, participating in all kinds of activities, buying all manner of things. If you are not curious, you would not be interested in knowing what they are doing. And if you're not interested in knowing what they are doing, then you cannot play in this space at all. And if you don't play, you know, you you don't play in that space and you don't find anything to do in that space, then of course your pocket will be empty for a long time. So curiosity
0: is a key attribute
1: to play in this sector. Yes, because things are not obvious. Things are not obvious. And I am quite sure that, um, forgive me, if I had to interview a couple of people in this organization, not a lot of people would know your rate card. Yes. Exactly. But for me, I mean, I cannot work in an organization and not know how much...
0: The airtime costs or the exactly. product you are costing.
1: Because I might find myself in an old school meeting and I might come across a marketing manager who is looking for something. Okay, and I can sell a time there and come and talk to the chief executive or the marketing people and actually, I mean, this is an opportunity. Can you give me some small commission on it? <laughs> I get you. So curiosity, being resourceful, very very important. It's key
0: mm, to play in the sector. It's key. It's talk about volume and value. I like the volume explanation. The value I wasn't too clear. So you are saying that volume, mm. if you, if you do, so it means you need to be a bit quantitative. Analyze what you could get based on the margins you can yes. bring in. Yes. But on the value side, you, mm-hmm. you're saying that it's not just the numbers.
1: It's not just the numbers. Okay. It's not just the numbers. I mean, you can you can have value even in a volumetric operation. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, you can aggregate a number of um, rocephal plantain people. Mm-hmm. And there are some middle class people who want rocephal plantain. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they want it in a particular posh manner. Mm -hmm. You can aggregate a number of plantain people. Okay. And they might not be buying so much, but they can conveniently pay 30 CDs for a few fingers of plantain, well packaged, delivered properly in an Uber, and so on. Okay. So that's value. And I'll give you another example. I mean, I run a business known as um, Villandro Residences. Um... We are notoriously known to be selling Akinke for fifty ghana cds. <laughs> fifty Ghana CDs the ball of <laughs> this is not a ball of kinky. It is no ball of kinkey, I must say. A package. Um, it is a package, yeah. Okay, but ordinarily, I mean you will not find that. But we have extremely delighted customers who come You've added, value the the added value to the kinky. Even
0: though kinke is a volume
1: business. You still Kinkai, added value to it. Yes, kinkey is a what volume. What have you added to your kinkey? Well, our comes with a variety of protein. Um, the most popular is mackerel okay what a lot of people call salmon mm-hmm. okay it is not a particularly expensive fish mm-hmm. but always it's filleted okay okay so you don't find bones taking the you, bones out you've taken the bones out it's properly done in a proper environment mm-hmm. where you can have conversation with other proper people <laughs> <laughs> i see you know so i mean even though even within the volume space you can still do some value Addition. I'll give you another example in the in the volume space. Take farm milk for instance. Mm-hmm. Farm milk is a is a volume business. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, one CD twenty pesos, I believe, and it comes with um, some pastry. Yes. Okay. I won't describe the way that pastry looks. They say it's meat pie. Okay. <laughs> That's what they typically okay. say. But farm milk's business um, as of t- two thousand and seventeen was about um, five hundred and forty million CDs, mm-hmm. more than half a billion. Operation Mm -hmm. now, the pie they have attached to it is about one CD or one CD 20 pesos. There, about it's just about and no, and two CDs between one CD and two CDs. Mm -hmm. So, on the average, it's probably more expensive than even the ice cream. The ice cream, it's all so easily the pastry side of the operation is. Let's put it, another 300 million. Yes. Now, you have people finishing poly- Polytechnic or Takradi Polytechnic, hotel catering, institutional management people, and they are forever waiting to get a job at Golden Tulip or Labadi Beach Hotel just to be cooks. hmm Okay. Now, if you take your time and study those operations of Farm Milk, hmm Okay? Which is a 300 million um, CD. CD business with mm-hmm. opportunities for growth, because of the nature in which it is today, that would be the size of the business that you'll be walking into. Mm. All right. So within that space, I mean, I've been talking about food. There's shelter, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's clothing, for instance. Mm. And globally, a lot of businesses are around, you know, these three areas. Mm -hmm. Food, clothing, and shelter. Mm. now if you take the shelter space ghana's housing deficit at the moment is <laughs> huge it's huge I would like to put it at 1.7 I'm told it's in excess of two million mm. okay now assuming each house to be built in the next 20 30 years which is just about fifty thousand dollars that potentially puts Ghana's housing business Around a hundred billion (laughs) dollars. Okay. So, is that not an opportunity for young people to either be in touch with some of these artisans who have dominated this space for Mm -hmm. such a long time? Mm. Because your typical carpenter would need your help. In a, in a way, I had explained earlier, your ticket plumber would need your help. In the way I had explained earlier, you know, so if we have this potentially what hundred billion dollar space in our real estate sector or the yeah. housing sector, then a lot of us must be in a hurry to go and play some role in, in, in that space. Mm. So it seems that you, you look at the size of the potential
0: market as your main determinant. But the other things you need to look at, right? So, yes, it could be a 300 million CD business or it could be a 100 billion dollar business. As my famous marketing lecturer used to say when I was in uh, university, he says, there is a gap in the market, but is there a market in the gap? So, it's not the fact that there's opportunity that means you should go there are other things you need to do first. This is uh, Nigel Pierce. He was teaching us marketing mm. analysis. He says, "Is market being having a gap is a necessary condition, but it's not sufficient for you to enter. Mm. You must be able to see the market in the gap and how well prepared you are to take advantage of it. Otherwise, right, you're just going to waste money and time." Mm. I want your comment on that.
1: Okay, excellent. I mean, and he's right. I mean, uh, and there is a clear, um, there is a clear space in the market. Mm-hmm. for us to, and that is a reason, and it is a space that imports uh filling okay so f- for instance um recently um and very recently there's been a lot of um forgive me but asian looking people um walking around in suits you know with bags. Um, taking measurements, yes, and sewing suits for people, and sewing suits for trousers and things. Yes, like. that is a clear opportunity for aggregation. Mm. I mean, that is something that anybody who's finished um t- Polytechnic and did um, um, fashion. There's a course in Acropolis Fashion, for instance. Mm. I mean, you can conveniently, together with another colleague of yours who might have done marketing, come together and look at the space. So you come to CTFM and there are many very cool there is what? Morton than Martin, We have many, many, many other young um seamstresses and tailors around who can do this. But we haven't packaged that. We haven't identified that gap that mm. you talked about. Mm-hmm. And so somebody from far away India has identified it. And he walks around Abraha and all over the place. Every day he knows more corners. You know, and I'm sure they've been here a city. Oh,
0: they came in the past. (laughs) (laughs) You know for
1: business. Yeah. So there I mean the opportunity exists. And I've been talking about food, clothing, shelter. Mm. You know, because otherwise I'm not trying to disturb I mean not to to you know, speak against anyone's brand. But why would you know, noodle, which is not traditionally Ghanaian you know i'm not going to mention the brand it becomes so
0: popular that everybody comes so it.
1: popular that everybody wants to eat it you know the race because they identify that okay if they package a particular item in a particular way it will be appealing to the point where people forget about their own staples and begin to shop. Interest in others, mm-hmm. so the gap does exist.
0: Amazing stuff! We're talking to Kami So on business ideas in the informal sector. Basically, just throwing around how you take advantage of some of the I- opportunities that exist. How do you get ideas? it says, Be creative, be resourceful. We can do a volume of value based business. and He's basically giving practical ideas on how you start something for yourself in a viable way. Comments are welcome 054 998 6 Let's move to your through and just see what else you have to find before we take some questions.
1: All right, so I've always been, I mean, I've also been looking at opportunities even in our hinterlands. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um and I like traveling a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I go to the Volta region, for instance, and I'm coming and I pass through Adaklu. Mm-hmm. And, and Adaklu is blessed with a lot of grass cutter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I stop by villages and I try and buy as much grass cutter as possible and come and put them my fridge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And here in Accra, you go to some of the choppers in my East Ligon neighborhood and there's all a piece of grass cutter for 40 Ghana cities.
0: One small piece. One small
1: piece. 40 Ghana for cities. 40 Ghana cities. And in clue, you get a whole grass cutter, a whole complete grass cutter for, let's say, between 120 cities and, let's say, 140 cities there about. A whole grass cutter. A whole grass cutter from which you'd get several pieces. Mm-hmm. So if you're a teacher, or a nurse or some young person and you have a mobile phone, you know, this is something that you can put on your Facebook page and say that okay, you do mobile money to me. I'll send you grass cutter for Madaculu. Grass cutter, yes. At this price. Okay, and believe you me, the mathematics I've done is that you can generate something like two hundred eighty thousand, two hundred eighty-eight thousand 288,0 CDs if you're selling fifty pieces of grass cutter a week. Hey, yes. Do they catch that many in Adakulu? They do. I mean, and I go to clue, and you look at, of course, a seasonal, but during that season, wow. there's a lot of grass cutters, you know, and this is, they become a bit more sophisticated, so it's in their fridges and so on, you know, so that they can preserve them and, you know, keep them for wow. a bit. Yes. You've done your numbers, you can get 200,000 and over. Yes, because if you're getting 50 a week. And you are aggregating, you are telling all the hunters, like, I'm going to buy all, I'm going to buy all. So you don't know how you have to keep you know them and they go bad and so on. And I have all the storage facilities and so on. So you bring them to me, I'm going to buy and I'll read the market in Accra. Mm-hmm. So you're doing 50 times 120 times 4 times in a week times 12 months. Wow and you'll be there at that clue grass yes and <laughs> it's same at that they So you know in the eastern region and so and these are examples that you can replicate for snail you can replicate mm-hmm. for mushrooms you can replicate for all manner of products across the country i
0: see snail business mushroom business so a lot of opportunity in the greek sector a lot of
1: opportunities in the agric. and you don't have
0: to be a full businessman
1: you don't have to be a full businessman you close from school you know, if you're a teacher, for instance, you close from school at two. Mm. And, you know, even when if you decide to go and sit under some palm wine bar, you can still be asking, you know, um, do you have this? Do you have that? I mean, are people in Accra that I have to send it to, and they will even help you mobilize, you know, and do the stalking. Mm. Yes. And okay. the thing about, I mean, technology these days, they send you the manifest or mm. they send you part of it. You deliver, and then they pay the rest. Yes, and then they pay the rest. You know, I mean, so you're not going to invest so much money in stocking. Mm-hmm. You know, I see. Interesting stuff. Any more? Yes. We've been talking about. I mean, I mean, graduate un- unemployment. I mean, all all these years again. And I just want to go back to my point on 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 hmm and how a lot more young people can come together
2: Mm -hmm.
1: with different sets of skills. Okay. Okay. So, in a typical university where you have people in agriculture, you have people in marketing, you have people in finance, you have people various, even in archaeology. Mm -hmm. They can always come together form some form of cooperative, take a look at what each and every one of them have studied mm-hmm. and take opportunities in those areas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The UK's archaeology sector at the moment is around private archaeology, which we don't have in Ghana at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people go and study archaeology and you know, everybody tell why are you doing archeology why are you doing archaeology? You doing archaeology? You know, the UK's archaeology sector, for instance, which is more formalized but of course the nature of our informal so it's not comparable though but the, the size of the archaeology industry in the UK is about 240 million pounds okay you know, a quarter of a, a billion now imagine an archaeology student together with the schoolies who have done marketing mm-hmm. they go to old sites for instance where we're going to build the, the cathedral mm-hmm. where there are several colonial buildings mm-hmm. okay they obtain their appropriate permission and then they just go do some digging around they might find some bottles that are probably um, 100 years old or 50 years old They can put them on the internet and probably sell one bottle for god knows how much i see yeah so it doesn't have to be your skill alone it have to be your skill plus others. Mm. So I can do archaeology, but you can do marketing. You're good. Bring it at, together. Yes, you're good at putting things across on the internet. You know, you're good at writing the flowery language around. You know, things. F- so there's that harmony. There's that synergy. You know, that aggregation. Mm-hmm that will play a bigger role if we really want to compete with others because Mm. they have capacity Mm. and their economies are more formalized. You know, our economy is not formalized.
0: Let's read some questions and then sort of move this to the end. My guest is coming. So we are talking practical business ideas for the informal sector. Hi, Ben. thank you for the good work. Can your guest share a contact by which you may contact him? After Kingsley from Law wants to know, what's the best advice to give an informal entrepreneur when it comes to managing budget and finances with his partners? Peter Hyde of Salem Estate's manager. That's an interesting question. Managing budget and finances with his partners. Um how much financial knowledge do you need to to run your own company or to do well, the kind of things you are talking about
1: well i would say basic but again i mean you wouldn't have all the knowledge but you must have some basic understanding you should be able to read financial statements and so on mm. in my view um and that's what i do with my company we outsource that service and it turns out to be much cheaper
0: you outsource the finance and budgeting and all that
1: yes and it turns out to be cheaper. What we do is to put together a broad framework of activities that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Then we bring in an expert to come and help us go through all of them and put them in the format that would be acceptable to even the tax authorities, mm-hmm. um, the financing authorities, and so on. And when he says partners, I, I'm not too sure whether he's referring to partners in the business or... or suppliers. Or, or suppliers. Or That's quite broad, mm-hmm. exactly. So... Um, but so you can outsource, you can outsource some the of the finance work. Some of the finance work to some
0: f- small firm to help you.
1: Yes, and I I I am familiar with a lot of such examples. Mm. Yes, where um, chartered accountants, um, not too big chartered accountants, who have a couple of uh, more women and mm-hmm. traders you know, working on the, the accounts and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Because trust you, um, trust me, not many entrepreneurs would have a lot of knowledge in, in finance and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have that knowledge, then the best to do is to outsource right. it.
0: Yes. But I'm loving your, what your guest is talking about today. Very insightful and informative. I love it. Uh, this is somebody who says, can you mention his contact details on air, please? Keep up the good work. CTFM, Albert Do you do consulting? Because you seem to have a
1: lot of great ideas. Are you a consultant? Um, I'm not a consultant and I'm not into consulting. I only advise for free. Mm.
0: So a lot of the things you've spoken about have to do with value addition, where you're seeing a simple solution. But because of your mind or your time and attention, you add value to something. So I'm guessing that people need to think about what is the value in this. Yes, and how can I make things better for people? Exactly, that's the way to 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 yes to to make money. Um, Kwame says very insightful. Kwame, very insightful presentation coming for more of a Richard in Prudential Bank is legon. Uh, okay, so it means it's somebody who knows you. They yeah, are my bankers. I must say. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> very interesting. So you're talking about fashion. You're talking about food. You're spoken about um, shelter. Shelter. You're spoken about even furniture, which is part of the shelter e- economy, and then you've even spoken about education because you mentioned this. health as well. Health is a very health and lifestyle is very big these days. Uh, any any there on the health side because health is very standard based. You need to be a doctor or nurse or whatever. Or lifestyle these days people are trying to be fit and stuff like that. Any ideas around the health part?
1: Well. I mean, in a country where we do not have a lot of um, doctor and the doctor to patient ratio is so low. Mm -hmm. I think that we must begin to take away that um, rule that doctors cannot advertise, doctors cannot be loud enough. Mm -hmm. Because we need to know doctors, we need to see where they are and approach them. Mm -hmm. and so the first thing i'd like to say is that we need to take away that rule Mm -hmm. we need to allow the medical profession to be outwardly known by patients Mm. you know they have to be able to advertise on social media and these is with technology you should be able to verify Mm -hmm. that this actually is a doctor okay and so this is a doctor that i can speak to and so must would go for nurses as well Mm -hmm. because I mean, more often than not, you're in your house and something happens to your little daughter or your, you know, your your driver or something, maybe late in the night. And I mean, if you don't have a, a classmate who is a medical doctor, you're, hot. you're <laughs> hot. But it should be possible for the Ghana medical situation or, and if I want to informalize it, it should be possible for maybe some young person to say that or somebody to say that, okay. I want an aggregate of, let's say, 20 doctors in the whole area. I want 40 doctors in the, this particular radius of Kofurodia. And I want your contact. So that when there's an emergency, we an can emergency, draw from that pool. We can draw from that pool and ask who is available. And you say, I'm available. Then and you then connect then, Yes. And then sometimes it's just the way of talking to that particular Person who is in immediate need mm. that can actually make a whole lot of so the gap life of and not having access to health. We can yeah. even use technology and to aggregate.
0: To aggregate it. To to aggregate it. it. Yes. Uh, more comments quickly before we wrap up. Uh, uh, ben and good morning. Your guest is so deep and ideas flow with ease. Such is the spirit we should all possess as young people. My question is, how do I deal with the volumes of ideas that come to me without taking any action? Yakubu even Chambers. He has too many ideas. He doesn't take action. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, that is a very common um, situation, most um, entrepreneurs even. Mm -hmm. But what you need to do is to do a short list. There are some ideas that you can execute without a CD, okay? And there are some that you can execute with just a little bit of money. Mm. You know, for me, um, I like to start with ideas that you don't execute with any money at all or with a lot of money. Okay. Let me read a few
0: questions before you go. Bernard, I practice journalism and acquired a bachelor's degree in PR. Yet I sell pork and chips online. I manage people's deserted homes through Airbnb. I'm an Uber driver and I also run a crash. I learned at some point in time that we don't make use of our time, friends, and social media and smartphones enough. Because if we did, we'd all be rich and would not have unemployed graduates. I'm glad to hear your guest is very enlightened. Ruth, can you imagine? She did journalism and PR. She -hmm. does Airbnb. She does Uber. She sells... (laughs) pork and chips online this is your type of person this is the kind of person you've been talking Um, about
1: (laughs) absolutely and i think that um by the time you're 18 Mm. for me um and that's the kind of advice i give to my nephews and my by the time you're 18 you should think of some business you should go and incorporate a business and that is what I'm going to do for my kids when they are 18. Any one of them who turns 18, I ask them, what do you want to do? Do a little presentation to me, and then I'll go and incorporate a business for you. Mm. And I think that as many, you know, Young people as possible must go to the, the Registrar General's Department and attempt to incorporate business.
0: Just to see how it goes. Yes. Final, Bernard. I've always wanted to do snail farming, but listening to your guest, I have decided to buy from the village and sell to the chop and restaurant in Accra. Can he help me with where to get snail to buy? <laughs> Thanks from Adley. <Adelaide. laughs> <laughs> oh snail! <laughs> uh, well, I'll
1: attempt and answer. Um, go to the Achim of that area the Achim Asene Achim Abu Abu um, my, mom, my mother comes from that area I know they have a lot of snail there proper ones proper snails big you ones. know the big ones exactly. yes <laughs> alright <laughs> so, thank you for being on the show we appreciate it thank you very much Bernard hmm. for hosting me <laughs>